Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. I am one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, it's episode 49. How the fuck are you tonight? I'm pretty fucking great, Johnny Cakes. You sound actually a little melancholy, like living up to the... uh... (laughs) I guess, uh, you know, I can't always be at a 100. Some nights I'm at a 70, some nights I'm at a 50. Tonight, it's the eve of my vacation. I'm actually feeling it like a 99. But if it's not coming across, it's probably just because it's uh, 1230 at night. Yeah, it's been a long week. We're both tired. You're going down down the shore, right? Like a good Jersey boy should? Jersey Shore going to Avalon, New Jersey, though. It's not necessarily the same sort Mm. of hangout that the situation or Paulie D would have visited. This is kind of a cleaner Jersey Shore, right? It's a retirement community. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, nobody's pounding their fist into the ground. There's are a, go- there, are, there are a couple bars, no clubs, though. Avalon. Oh, I'm thinking, you know, what I was thinking I was going to ask, did you ever go to uh, Memories back in the day? Oh, my God, of course. <laughs> With the Geeter? Yeah, yeah Memories. <laughs> uh, did you ever go to Maloney's? That sounds from. Familiar, Margate, but yeah, Margate, no, fucking great place. Head, I don't know. Yeah, it, I guess that was it, a place down the street from. God, I used to get, I used to get kicked out of Memories the whole time, all the time, because my, my one friend was twenty one, my other friend had a fake ID, and they would sneak me in the back door, and then it was hit or miss whether I got kicked out or not. <laughs> yeah, Memories was a good spot. Um, yeah, yeah, that just I, reminds I, me of being younger. I've danced with the Geeter. Did you really? Well, you know, he was near me with the DJ stand. I, I watched it. I watched the Yeah, you weren't uh, hopefully actively dancing with him. Um, I I watch him every year on the uh, Thanksgiving Day or is it Thanksgiving? Yeah, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. He's on uh, ABC. He sits oh, up there really? with Cecily. Yeah, he gets up there with Cecily Tynan and uh, uh, Rick Rick Jackson. I don't know what the fuck that guy's name is. Uh, Rick something or other. But yeah, he he shows up every year at the Geeter. That's the only time I see him. He looks pretty good for an old Does fuck. You're, so you're watching parades on TV, huh? I do. I do. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch, I watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'll watch... Um, Rose Bowl? Yeah, the, well, hold on a second. No, no, no. And then I'll watch... I guess uh, New Year's Day, we'll watch like the Mummers and stuff like that. Here and there, like throughout the day. That's when you, And that's when you see Pierre Robert. That's correct. I see Pierre Robert. But the, the whole reason I like the Thanksgiving Day Parade, I mean, it started when Livy was young and, you know, they, Santa would be on the float or whatever, so we would just keep it on so she could see that. Okay. And then, you know, they got then they got other characters and shit. Like, it's okay for kids. Um, but then it's, it's actually, it's so bad. It's one of those v- events that's so bad and corny and cheesy that it's, like, kind of entertaining to watch. Yeah. Like, I mean, the biggest star there is like a D-level, if not E-level celebrity. <laughs> and a local I, celebrity. Yeah, like sometimes they're not even local. It's like they're importing shitty celebrities from other towns. Like really shit, shitty. I mean, I don't know. It was like a backup singer in Jersey Boys or something. Yeah. Like you don't even know who the fuck they are. and But they're like a headliner. Shit, I should have opened up that, that email invite I got last November. 
Oh, why could've, wouldn't you go? Could have, could have, could have been us there. hosted the show. Yeah, I mean, you and the Geeter. <laughs> oh my God! If if we were hosting that parade, it would be fantastic. The ratings would go through the roof. I'm ready for. I'm 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 excited to to uh, think of uh, the Garden State of Mind, you know, parade float, the big big blow up balloon. Well, before, I wonder what it would be. What would the blow up balloon be? be a big pot head. of a big pot of gravy. <laughs> That's right. You said it right. But yeah, it'd be, you know, it's our heads. Just, just <laughs> no, our two heads going down the street. <laughs> well, yours, it would just be the same size, right? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I'll just say it oh. because that guy said you had a big head on Facebook. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't really think you've, that. God, you've remembered every every internet insult I've got. <laughs> well, I transcribed it. I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I keep it with me every week when we're recording so I can refer back to it. Like, you're like what are you like a fucking monk? I fucking laminated right the... it like Andy Reid. <laughs> Christ, I'm trying to forget like a... about these insults. <laughs> it's like I get I got fucking Sunday's playbook in front of me. <laughs> it's a play by play. This guy fucking just tearing you to shreds. Your life, he just tore it apart. Now, when you when it was raining this week, did it get wet and then you couldn't read the plays? Oh, it's laminated. So, do you remember I, that you time? Know, what uh, I do was, remember was that Kotite talking about? I th- uh, was it Kotite or Ray Rhodes? I want to say it was Kotite. Yeah, I think it was Kotite. Yeah. Um, Rich Kotite got two NFL head coaching jobs. I know. Think about that. Good, good coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's like an era of the Eagles that if it just left my mind forever, you know, no, nothing lost there. I don't need to remember any moments. It was yeah, it was just all so sad, all the all the wasted talent. It was terrible. It has nothing worse in life than uh, wasted talent. That's right. Right? So So back uh, to the back to the Thanksgiving parade. <laughs> yes, the parade. Oh, you mean do, Hey, speaking of uh celebrations, uh Garden State of Mind has a 50th episode coming up soon I don't, i'm not sure what what that's referred to the 50th is it like a golden silver well you know how i love celebrating such things so yeah i think actually I, i'd be more i'd be happier if we celebrate the 51st the 51st okay yeah i don't so want to be 50, like everyone else all right so 50 is just going to be another episode we'll yeah. talk about sopranos 51st i'm not going to give away but we do have something special in mind we do. Uh, for, for the listeners. And for us, really. I think it'll be enjoyable for us. Sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking I'm, forward to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to you, you know, getting off your ass with the podcast. Hey, hey, <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> the fuck? We haven't started getting paid for this yet. As many <laughs> followers as we have, the, the money hasn't been rolling in. Ah, see, you're such a mercenary. I, I'm going to do it for the... For the money, it's for the I'm love joking. of the love of the of cast. Course, I've logged like literally seventy five, eighty hours of this. You think I'm not in it for because I enjoy <laughs> it? <laughs> of course, I like it. Um, but you know, some things have to come come first. Now, so what's the schedule going to be like? So you're you're going down the shore. So we'll probably skip next week. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I might um, try to pick an older, popular episode and just repost it. Something okay. that's like way down in the vault. Um, that maybe some of the listeners that like some some people have been with us from the beginning, like 
like a big mic per se. Um, and he, he's probably heard of all, but then yeah. I, you know, I, I know we have some other listeners who only kind of joined probably during game of Thrones. Um, they stuck with us. So I, I want to put up some old stuff and see if they, uh, I'll try and pick something that I know was entertaining to the oh, masses. Sure. He, you know, so we'll, uh, yeah, he's catching up to, uh, he's watching game of Thrones. I, I don't know what's, I think he said he's in season five. So who's maybe. watching game of Thrones? Big Mike. Oh, big Mike is. Yeah. Wow, what was he doing all this time? Did he, did he pick it up um, while like season eight was on? Yes, he did. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it, that's, it's that's hard a tough to, it, one to binge watch. Yeah, it's it's hard to watch you know TV show when you're commenting on every Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies post in the world. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Mike's not alone there. I, there are a lot of people that I see on there very often. Um, and I, you know, I'm just like casually skimming through cause I'll see it, but like nine out of 10 posts are just garbage. You know, that people put out there. It's like, I don't, I don't know. The topics are boring to me. Okay. You know, I mean, if you're in the baseball, like how can you overreact to a single game or an inning or an at bat? It's 162 fucking games. Just like, let it all happen. I mean, that's why a lot of people will fall asleep to baseball you don't need to be now i'm not talking about like october baseball or even september but like you know in the middle of summer like you don't need to be that invested in any particular game or like you said an at bat you know i don't know but but what big mike's all in he's all in yeah well he's a yeah he's a different story but um he's a diehard yeah it's hard to disengage, I mean, from Facebook and Twitter. Like, I really want to, but um, I don't know. There's not, there's not much else to do, <laughs> really. I guess I could read a book, as I've said before, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. why don't you pick up a, a book, start reading something? I mean, there's got to be shows that you could binge watch. I am. You know, you know uh, Rip Torn died this week, so I was watching some Larry Sanders. That's um, a good one. Larry we, Sanders is a classic. Yeah, we really, you know, uh, when we, we should do another a TV ranking and make sure, you know, we can't forget the leftovers and, you know, Larry Sanders needs to be just mentioned. Um, well, wait, in what position? I don't care. Just, just mentioned. It's got, you know. Oh, uh, well, sure. It's a classic. Yeah, um, it's, it was more than classic. It was just, it was so unique and such a great, and you know, and, you know, and, um, that, that came at a great time where you're still like, you kind of believed in show business, and uh, you know, I did a great <laughs> job of explaining what show business was really like. Yeah, it was like, uh, the underbelly. I'll never forget Johnny Carson's last shows. Like my grandfather, like Betamax taped them, and so I've watched them quite a bit. The last shows, and and. and you know, I watched a lot of Johnny Carson growing up, and I remember the last episode. He like said to Ed, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, don't worry, we're we're gonna we'll see each other, and like we'll hang out. I'm like, they probably never saw each other again after that. Day. <laughs> yeah, so I don't you know, think that they were Johnny tight. A, what's that? I don't think that they were tight. And I love I, I love the relationship between Larry and uh, and Hank. <laughs> And I was watching the episode this week where, where Larry's wife invited Artie to dinner, 
And then it became this inner office crazy thing where everyone had to go and like, oh, you're getting, you know, if you went, you were getting promoted. If, you know, weren't you're trying to get on the list and Hank was trying to get on the list, then they all go there and they have a fight, if you remember. And, oh, my God, it was just so good. I can barely remember that show. It's been years since I watched it. Yeah, it's a great rewatch. I I was actually rewatching it before and then I just uh, kind of picked back up. What's it on HBO Go? Yeah, yeah, that, that might be one that I pick up. It it reminds me a lot of um, the dynamic of the Stern Show, and so a lot of the jockeying for position that you see a lot of them do. And I, I would probably say that was more applicable like back in the day, even in the early two thousands, where a lot of them they wanted to hang out with Howard, they wanted to go to his house, or they wanted to be in the Hamptons with him, and it was just such a uh, I don't know, it was like a status bump for them if they got to hang out with him. And that's kind of what it reminds me of when you're talking about with them yeah. going to Larry's house. It's that same thing, man. If you got that invite to dinner, you just hear these guys on Stern. They ju- they just, they're like, like little girls fighting over his affection. Did you watch, did you, did, when did you start listening to Stern? 1985. Oh, so you listened to it, but then would you stop listening for a while? Because you didn't, you missed like the whole Artie Lang era, didn't you? Well, yeah, when, um, when, like, I guess when Chloe was born, then I was working overnights and, you know, I just wasn't awake. And okay. Then, and then in the middle of that, he went, this is when he went to Satellite. Yeah, he switched, right. I can't remember what year that was. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that was always a thing on the show. It was just the guys, you know, the Sal was probably Sal the stockbroker was probably one of the he was probably one of the worst with that, you know, obsessed over Howard and wanting to be around him and and I mean to the point where he asked if he could sleep over one Thursday night because he had a, a comedy show in the city and it was at like ten and Howard lived like five blocks away from this location so he, he he truly asked howard if he could sleep over and this was when howard was living with beth <laughs> that's pretty funny it's great he was and that's the thing i don't know if it was real or not well that's you I mean yeah on sal's part i i yeah i really question how much is just just contrived i mean I, you know i hate i hate when these guys get old like howard's talking about his book and then he's like yeah i was lying about, about this or I, I wasn't telling anybody about that and you know i get it when he has people on he asks them everything and he wants to try to get down to the bottom of everything but if you're on it you know all he does is talk about himself and then he but he won't tell certain things i, I don't i don't like that that picking and yeah, choosing i don't either yeah he's 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 a little suspect he expects everyone else to spill the beans about themselves entirely, but he's very, you know, he's very guarded. Like, he'll share some things when he knows it's going to be perfect for the radio, but there are other things where he just, he won't go there. And so that's always kind of bothered me because he doesn't let up on people he's interviewing. No, no. You know, he digs and digs and digs. And money, um, like, yeah, he never, never will talk about what he's making. And then when he was suing Sirius and XM about and oh my God, do you know how much money he's got to be worth? I mean, I I want to say it wasn't one of his contracts was for five hundred million. I thought. Oh really? Oh but, yeah. It was but like guess a half what? A trillion dollars. 
when he convinced Baba Booey to play the love tape. Um, oh my god! And they just, what, they like just, that the tape he made for a girlfriend. Yeah, and they just celebrated <laughs> the twentieth twentieth anniversary, and it's I can't wait to listen to it. I've been like saving it. It's just uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it, I, Robin said at one point, one time, she's like, "That's our stairway to heaven." <laughs> that, that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh my god! What a moron! <laughs> that tape is so crazy. I know he. Well, he's a dummy. Yo, I. I heard. um, What was I listening to? I was listening to an old Anthony. I know you don't listen to Anthony Cumia, but he had Artie Lang on. This is before Artie just completely. I mean, Artie is near death. I think at this point, with the amount of times he's been arrested for heroin use and stuff like that. But I I want to say this was like a year ago. Artie was on Anthony's show, and what's his name? Sour Shoes. Yes, that, sour shoes. Yeah. yeah, so he called in and he was just going through the the litany of different impressions that he could do of Howard, Gary. I mean, he fucking sounds like every. I mean, it's so spot on the sour shoes. Now I think you were telling me about him one time, and I had never heard him. And then when I heard him on the Anthony Cumi show, I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's unreal." He was he did like fifty impressions. Yeah. He recreated the Gary Love tape, and it's spectacular. <laughs> and and then he'll call he'll call up Mike Francesa. Um, yes, I heard about know. that. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. Now, yeah, he's, he he needs way more airtime. <laughs> do you ever go back and and listen to? Uh, do you go on no. YouTube and listen to any? Now, why don't you do that? I'm curious. I'm watching Larry Sanders. Nah, I know, but for the amount of like podcasts that you listen to, I would think that you would go back and listen to like classic Stern, or even like anything in the Artie Lang era. There are so many, and so many Sal moments, like in the early two thousands to like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Just some great stuff you've missed. Yeah, I don't know. Have you? This is. Uh, go ahead. Uh, you had something there. I, I like Artie, but you know what? Sometimes he flubs the Godfather lines. He doesn't get them exactly right where I would That's have. True. And, That's true. That's uh, true. Yeah, Sal, I've heard his horse tooth jackass calls. I mean, what, what more no, do I No, there's way more than that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when he was like an employee of the show and his wife was having a – did you ever hear about like the emotional friend saga? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, my God. You have to listen to it. It's like – you could listen. They somebody, you know, they put it all together. It's like four or five hours of just listening pleasure. I mean, it's multiple episodes, and it goes through this entire saga of his wife having an emotional friend, and then Artie would call up, or no, Artie would like get on. You know, they they would do that that sound effect where it sounds like he's calling in. Yeah, and he would pretend to be Sal's wife's emotional friend. <laughs> But he would do it in this like Ray Liotta voice. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. You've got to go back and listen. I'm surprised I, you never did. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe someday. How, as, how soon about, as, as soon as you watch Mad Men, I'll do that. Will you? Okay. Yes. All right. So challenge. All right. Well, then I will pick what you're gonna listen to. Then. All right. That's fine. The well, you you got to get a couple seasons. You got to get a couple five or six episodes in, and then on your way. That's fine. That's fine. I, I want to watch Mad Men anyway, so that, that that's okay. So do we want to what do we want to rank our the TV shows real quick? Come on, 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how how deep am I going here? Top five? Go ten. Go ten. Let's go crazy. Ooh, ten. I don't know if I was prepared for this. Uh, okay. Even better. Uh, all right. Let me think. So, number one for me. Number one for me is Breaking Bad. Hmm. What's your number one? Sopranos. I'm keeping them there. Okay. So, Sopranos is my number two. Um, my number three would be The Wire. Okay. Uh, number four, The Leftovers. Oh, I like that. That's a, I like that placement. Yeah, I think that's... I, the more, the more I, I think... I almost wanted it in third place. Yeah, it's close. I hear you. The more I think about that show, the more like really everyone's missing out, and uh, I, I'm just I just want to start judging everyone that doesn't like the correct shows. Yeah, I don't know how you don't like the leftovers. I I don't know, but I I get it. I get it, it was it was odd, but ah oh, Jesus Christ, talk about a show where like there was there just wasn't a meaningless scene in the show. No, uh, 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 the acting and the writing and uh, it was, it's, it, it well, was, that's a whole other conversation with Carrie Coon and oh my God. Justin Theroux, uh, Amy Brenneman. I mean, the list uh, just goes on and on. Um, as you just said, the, as you just said, Carrie Coon, this reminds me, this is probably the reason why I'm asking you this right now, because you're missing you're missing many on this list like that are probably top 10, if not oh, top like five. like Fargo? Mad Men and Fargo, like right away, you're you're just you're just way off. You got to watch these shows, and then I would, and then we I can have a true conversation you. about what where we're ranking everything because we're pretty close with our rankings. Well, we are, but it's going to go off the rails pretty soon. Although you didn't say Sopranos yet, did you? Yeah, I did. Sopranos is my number two. Oh, okay, sorry. It's behind Breaking Bad. Breaking right. Bad, Sopranos. The Wire, The I'm, Leftovers. I'm probably flip-flopping those, and I have Breaking Bad, too. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, I could probably go either way. It's just something about Breaking Bad. I think I was more satisfied with the conclusion of that story than The Sopranos. Sure. You know, I think it finished really strong, and I'm not talking about the final episode. I mean, like, that final season finished really strong. Yes. I don't know that I say that 100% about The Sopranos. Like, I still love it. I just don't know that it was had that same punch that Breaking Bad had. And I'm, all, I am, I'm, I'm very interested to hear uh, what, you, what you have to say about Commendatore, because I just finished reading Sepinwall's chapter on it, and I was a little, I was a little stunned by his analysis. Oh, I, you know, it's fun. Well, I'm glad I, I want to get some insight from you on that, because I did not... Um, I don't think I read his review of that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I did. I did, um, and, and I. All right, go. Well, all right, continue. Come on, hurry up. Hurry yeah, up. You can, yeah, you can't. I'm no me. thinking about it. Just do it. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I'll tell you if you're um, right or wrong. Well, it, it's not about that. Not, my number five is six feet under. Hmm. Okay. That will that uh, will be that will be easily suppl- uh, replaced by Mad Men. Uh, you maybe, think so? Six maybe, Feet Under was a phenomenal show. All right, maybe not easy, but it will be replaced. Okay. Um, 
Alright, uh, this is where it starts to get a little tricky for me. Um, but I would probably say, so what am I at, number six? Yes. Number six uh, would have to be Seinfeld. Ah. Huh. I, uh, hold on, this might have to be a different category. Well, wait a minute, you just said top ten shows of all time. Yeah, maybe I meant dramas. I don't uh -huh. know, I couldn't do this on the fly, what's wrong with you? I, I, I don't know, I'm just giving you, you know, the ones that I... Giving you the ones that are, that are coming to mind for me. It's a very difficult. This is a difficult task. I can't believe you're even doing it. Um, hold on. So that was my number six. Was what Seinfeld? I said. Well, God, how can you put Seinfeld at anything but one? No. What are you talking about? Because it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite show of all time. I love Seinfeld, but uh, you know when I'm taking a show, like I look at like emotional investment. That's why dramas will usually come first. Like I love a great comedy. Because you're going to find that Curb Your Enthusiasm is going to be in my top ten as well. Okay. And you're going to have two Larry David shows. Um, yeah, I would put I would put Curb seven. All right, that makes sense. I mean, okay. I don't know how to separate Seinfeld and Curb. Um, but I think Seinfeld had a little more genius to it. As much as I love Curb, you know, Curb Curb's up there also. Uh, so where am I at? Seven. So I got, uh, I got number eight now. Number eight for me would probably be, oh, um, uh, Cheers. That's a good call. Good call. Okay. Uh, number nine, um, The Office. Okay. Oh, I'm going to struggle here on number 10. Um, this will probably just be one that's personal to me. It would be... My Two Dads? <laughs> that's great. Pokey Brewster. No, um, I would say I'm going to have to go with Twin Peaks, first season. Hmm. The first season? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still not vibing with that. I'm, I'm still... Yeah, I, I hear I, you, man. I still have it's like weird. thirteen. I'm still like halfway through season two, and I've, I I think I forgot enough about season one where, um, I, I don't know. I felt like there was no ending to season one, right? It just kind of or was there. An, I can't remember. Let me say this. Um, yeah, Twin Peaks. It, it's like an acquired taste, I think. Or you're either into it or you're not. And I I respect people who are not into it because I get it. Like David Lynch is a fucking weirdo. Um, I just kind of like some of the actors and I thought some of the storylines were good and it had a good creep factor to it, but I could easily switch that out with Game of Thrones. Like it's hard for me to not have Game of Thrones in my top 10. Oh, wow. I just realized that. But, um, you know, I mean, stacked up against those other shows for me, I just think they were better. Even the comedies. Wow. You fire Twin Peaks is supplanted Game of Thrones. Yeah, in terms of, for me, in terms of, like, genius behind the construction of the show, like, Twin Peaks delivered for me, more so than Game of Thrones. Wow, I'm really glad I asked this question. Yeah. But, you know, Game of Thrones is number 11, then, if it's not number 10. Okay. Wow. And I love, yeah, and that tells you how much I love these other shows, because you know I loved Game of Thrones. Yeah. That, that's, you know? uh... 
Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so you can't do this? And then number 12 would probably be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I'm hoping that's a joke. I don't <laughs> is it please? Is it? it? Well, it would be number twelve. It was a show that I watched when I was younger, uh, and I didn't, I didn't mind it. But it's not my, it's just, no, it's not my number twelve or. You forgot all in the family. Ah, that's. I mean, yeah. Except I was fucking eight when the show was on. Yeah, but you didn't watch the reruns. I watched the reruns. I watched all in the family reruns as much as I watched Cheers or Family Ties or really Seinfeld. I'd probably put the Honeymooners above All in the Family. Oh, come on. What? You, you didn't think that was a good show? Uh, what, or Taxi. Just, what about just, Taxi? Uh, uh, taxi was okay. What? Come on. In, in fact, I'm, I'm tempted, I was tempted to throw it into my top ten, Taxi. No. Oh, come on. I don't think you, you – you didn't give Taxi probably the attention it deserved. I would think you of all people would have appreciated Mary Lou Henner at that well, time. No, I what she what I, I like Taxi, but I, it's not. We're not. Ready, I'm not ready to discuss it at this point. It's not Barney Miller. It's not Barney Miller. No, you're right. It's like ten times better than Barney Miller. Or what about Sanford and Son? It's way better, Jeff. What T- Taxi is in that era of shows of comedies? Don't Jeff it's me. In the t- Listen. I just judged you. I did. I called you by your first name. I had to stop you from fucking going off the rails. I don't, you don't call me by my Christian name, okay? You got a little fucking fresh. <laughs> fucking Jeff. <laughs> um, I would say in its era, it was top three of comedies at that time. Taxi. Uh, okay. I mean, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Danny I don't Cato, know. I mean, I, I, Andy I, I Kaufman. I I yeah I, I admittedly haven't seen it in a while. I don't know. You need to go back. You know, but Rika is solving problems all the time or something. Sensitive okay. guy. It was formulaic, but so was every comedy. You know, they they weren't all that original. What what they weren't solving problems on All in the Family. Not really. No, I think that they were. Mike Stivic was, wasn't he? Hold on, hold on. You just so you really put Taxi ahead in all the family? Um, no, maybe not ahead of all in the family, but like right behind it. All right, thank you. Um, where are you putting Hill Street Blues? Never watched it. I never saw an episode. I I don't know. I was a kid. I, like I remember my yeah. parents watching it. I can't say that I know anything about it. I, however, I do remember Night Court, and I can't remember. It's not. It hasn't even popped Holy up shit. yet. Yeah, Night Court should definitely be in the mix. The Cosby oh, yeah. Show should be in the mix. That whole Thursday night should be its own category. You know what? That's the Sunday night on CBS should be its own category with All in the Family, Jefferson's, I want to say Alice, <laughs> and something else. One Day at a Time, Alice? I think. Alice and yeah. One Day at a Time. I'm talking like a Sunday night block. Yeah. What about Valerie? Did you watch Valerie? I did watch Valerie. So did I. An early Jason Bateman right there. Yeah. I mean, it's not not as early as Silver Spoons, but it's it's pretty early. See, that's the problem. Yeah, that there needs to be a real sitcom sitcoms of our lives discussion. Yeah. And then, but I think we're good with where we put the good ones in there. There needs to be a discussion of of the bad great shows like Beverly Hills and Melrose and Oh, for sure. 
And I think we should maybe do some categories. You're right. Yeah. I I just think that Seinfeld and Curb are strong enough and important enough to be with the important dramas. I agree. I, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, except, you know, we forget how much we were involved with cheers in our lives. Like Seinfeld eclipsed cheers and then made you forget about cheers, family ties, Cosby show all in the family. It, uh, it just eclipsed them. And it, no, I put cheers in my top 10, right? Yeah, I think you did. I'm just saying you know, typically no one, no one ever remembers cheers. Yeah. Fuck, where, Cheers where, was my my number eight, I believe. Where's Miami Vice? What list? This yeah, good I list. did love I did love Miami Vice, but I don't think that it held up as strongly. I over I, time. I actually started rewatching it. I've been watching season one. I'm I'm I, I stopped a little bit. I had to get back to it, but I was like midway through season one, and it's it's um I mean it's 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 Michael Mann. It's all him. It's all, he's all it's all I there, love and Mann. it's. And it's good stuff, but it's funny in that since it's you know since it's network, and there's commercial breaks, they really they just fast track every situation. You like you never, <laughs> you know it's it's amazing how they go from A to Z in one scene. Yeah, it's impressive. That's the only that's the only kind of drawback to it being on on network, and you know you had to get to these because every ending was like, oh my god, what just fuck just happened. Right, like every ending just blew you away. Yeah, it was always like like a cliffhanger type thing, or um, yeah, just kind of something so fantastic. Yeah, yes. someone died, you know, the life goes on, dad or something gets fired, you know, so many things. Right, life goes on. Life goes on. What? Where are we putting that? I'm not oh. uh, putting it right next to our house or whatever the fuck had Wilford Brimley on it. I can't remember uh, the name of that show on Sunday nights. Do you uh, remember? Yes. Was it our house? I think it was. Yeah. I, I think had to, I, I called that. That was a pretty good call. <laughs> One thing I have to say is um, in the, our list of hot 80s chicks, um, I definitely loved Becca from Life Goes On. Be- well, hold on. Let me look her up. Becca from Life Goes On? Yeah. Uh, quirky sister. And, well, yeah. And she had the uh, she had glasses. She was just cute. Brown hair. I think, I, I think I'm looking at her. Wait, Becca. Um. Okay, you know, sure. She was she was cute. I remember her now. Attainable, Johnny. Yes. Yeah. Girl next door type. Yes. Chad Lowe was on Life Goes On, I believe. Was he? Yeah, I believe he was. I believe he was. Um. But anyway, yeah. Look how cute she is. Oh yeah, I see. I see them chatting Becky, Becca. He, yeah, he's in there, right? Oh, I didn't know they were dating on the show. Oh, look, there's a reunion. Patty yeah. Lapone. We'll have to watch that. Huh? Yeah, Becca still looks good. Now I could definitely get her, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, do you want her now? What, what do you, what kind of shape do you think she's in? I'm at I'm, this point. I'm seeing it. There's a picture from uh, 2015. It's looking good. 2015, uh, four years ago. Okay. Yeah, come on. Interesting. Uh, what what are what are some other shows? I feel like we're, there's so many. We really need to do uh, a breakdown of, like you said, categories or genre. I agree. 
I, and I, and I love the idea of doing the 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 good bad shows. Right? Isn't Beverly Hills number one, and then Melrose Place number two? Yeah, yeah. What was the uh, what was the one with the the spinoff of the spinoff? Uh, the guy that slapped uh, uh, Tori Spelling was it uh, uh, the the Heights? Was the 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 band? Oh yeah. How, how do you talk to? How an do angel? you talk to an angel? <laughs> 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 um, I told yeah. you, I was I was in the airport last week, and this woman I think it was a woman I can't remember. A woman was walking by, and her shirt was uh, Donna Donna Martin graduates on her shirt. That's fantastic. It really is. I've seen That's a peach really pit good. shirt too. Yeah, I would like to get a peach pit shirt actually. We we talk nine oh two one oh at work sometimes. Do you? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I wish it was still on on reruns. I would like to, uh, I would like to watch that. Without yeah, why is that show so difficult to get a hold of? Is it because it's just so outdated now? Is it outdated? I think so. Like what? There was no cell phones, right? But it wasn't like old. It. it it's almost like a very recent show where they had no fucking technology. <laughs> That's how it feels like to me. I like how they all they all they all went to California State University. They right. made up some college or something, and yeah. And then the, I mean, what and what's his name? Not Dylan. Who Brandon? Brandon. Steve? What the fuck? What a goody two shoes this guy was. I know he was such a bitch. Who who was the uh the the rough girl that he dated? Uh oh uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't they try to get into some club or something? The rough girl. She, she, she taking poppers. She wore jeans like or something. <laughs> no, she probably was, had like a streak of some color in her hair. Right? That's why she I was, was thinking of her. The rough that way. girl. <laughs> yeah. What the hell was her name? That's Wasn't she, she became insane. a cast member, didn't she? Is that the she, one you're thinking of, or is someone I else? I think she did. Yeah, she Tracy was her name. Tracy. I don't know. Hold on. Damn it, damn it. That's gonna drive me nuts. Um, yeah, and I, you know what else always bothered me about nine hundred two one zero was uh, Nat. His name was Nat, right? Yeah, it the, was the, the loser that. Uh, well, he helped them open the Peach Pit, I guess. Peach mm-hmm. Pit after dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that what they called it? Peach Pit After Dark, the nightclub? God, I wish Chloe was just good at the Peach Pit After Dark and give me some <laughs> fucking peace. I know. You know nothing would happen to her God there. damn. Please. There, there were no guys that were trying to get laid at the Peach Pit After Dark. Oh. Besides Steve, baby. <laughs> Steve was always trying uh, to get yeah. in somebody's pants. He was the man. He was. I mean, he's the only guy with a blonde, you know, almost a blonde fro. <laughs> that, that that could pull it off and and still get laid and and he was really when you think about it he was dating the hottest girl on the show. Who? Well, what's her name? Jenny. Um, Jenny Garth. Yeah, come, oh, come on. on. She she was the hottest one on the show at, at that time. She was. I'd rather bang Jesse Vasquez. Jesse Vasquez. You remember this guy is Andrea's husband or something. Well, they were just this old couple on this show for some reason. Well, Andrea, she was like 30 when they were filming, right? I forget her name. Yes. Amanda. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Andrea, I, I, Andrea Zuckerman. 
Is that her name? Yeah, on the show. On the show, right. Yeah, I was trying to think of like her her real name. Like at that time, not now. At that time, she was probably the, the hottest female character. Hey, you there? What the hell was voice? I don't know. You were out of space? I don't, I don't know. Is like uh, alien life patching in? It was beeping. Jesus Christ. Are you still there? I feel like fucking Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, I it sounded like we were under... I, it almost sounded like we were underwater. Like uh, like I was a, a, a deep sea diver. Yeah. Or we were in a sub. <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's um, no recording of it. It's like contact. At the, at the oh, that would be end. so interesting. Um... So wait a minute. Yeah, I guess. Uh, let me see. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh yeah. Oh, it was Gabrielle Carteris. Was uh, she played Andrea Zuckerman? Yeah. Shannon said... Doherty. You know, you can't uh, discount Shannon Doherty, of course. I can't find the girl you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Well, her name was Christine. In real life, her name is Christine Elise McCarthy. Oh. Um. Uh, she played Emily Valentine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of people made their, their a troubled on that show. A troubled newcomer to West Beverly, who appeared in the first half of season two. A she, troubled newcomer. She drugged Brandon, Brandon with a drug called Euphoria at a rave. Nice. <laughs> at a rave. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. She spent time in a mental hospital after threatening to torch herself, along with a parade float. Oh, no. She could have ruined your parade. Writing letters, <laughs> writing letters at West Beverly. Huh. Let's see. It. I, I I may be calling for a Beverly Hills uh, 90210 rewatch if Gosh. we get around to it. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm estimating the Sopranos rewatch is going to end in a couple years. So right after that, <laughs> let's jump. I'm, I can safely say I have a feeling we're not getting to commendatory tonight. No, no. Let's start right now. Come on. Uh, okay. All right. Just so drop bye everything. bye television. Let's knock out commendatory. Yes. In twenty in twenty twenty five minutes. All right. All right. Go ahead. You, you got to kick us off. Commendatory season two episode four. Buongiorno. <laughs> With uh, David Chase doing his Alfred Hitchcock in this episode. Yes. He uh, was in there. He wrote this one, and it was directed by Tim Van Patten. Uh, speaking of. Speaking of great shows, I don't know if we've talked about Tim Van Patten before, but here's a here's a short list of the shows he's directed. Uh, Sopranos, obviously, Game of Thrones, Black Mirror, Boardwalk Empire, Deadwood, The Wire, Pacific, Rome, and Sex in the City. Well, HBO loves him. Yeah, he's got a good resume. Did you watch Rome? I watched some of it. I, it wasn't didn't jump out at me at the time it was on like same time as sopranos wasn't it yeah probably around there i watched it how about sex in the city of course uh, yeah, i've seen like every episode like 10 times i think oh really that was such an easy show to watch it was and it's been it's been in syndication i've i've, I've seen it on regular tv um i've seen it on hbo a ton uh yeah it was just a great show i i i, I honestly 
that that could be in in a top ten. Oh, the all writing right, all alone. Right. The writing alone. No, just stop. The writing of what? That's the right. The, the comedic every writing article was, she ever wrote was perfect. No. no, I'm talking about the comedic oh, writing, li- and maybe some of it was the acting. That's a good show, man. I don't know. It, that's it was good. I liked it too, but it was a little hokey. It was like I don't know. Of course, it was. I I, yes, I agree. All right, we let's we have to move on. I'm sorry yeah. I brought up Tin Man Patton. Yeah, why'd you bring it up? You got me going on a Sex uh, and the I, City I, tangent. You know, Jesus, Jesus. I'm trying to be I, a tough I Jersey know. guy. Yeah. I, I like burying my soul. <laughs> Jesus, are you so? Are you what? You're a I also like You're the Devil it, Wears yeah. Prada. You got a fucking problem with that? I don't know. I never saw it. I heard it's good though. It is good. Are you a who was on Sex and the City? Who was the um? Who's the redhead? Mir- Miranda. Miranda. So are you a Miranda? What are you? Oh God! Oh, you mean which character would I be? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's such a weird question to ask a dude. Uh, <laughs> I think you're a Miranda. Miranda why what is she how would you characterize her she was like a cold bitch you think I'm a cold asshole I feel like I'm more like I I hate to say it I feel like I'm more like Carrie (laughs) why I don't know but I feel like I relate to her more than the other ones I'm not like the old bag whore I'm not like this I'm not like the stuck up Pris I'm not like the cold fish so I gotta be like uh, either I'm like uh, Carrie, you know, what's her name? I, I, Matthew Broderick's wife. I, her name escapes me at the moment. Or, or then I, I guess you're crossing over into I'm one of the the the, uh, the gay friends. You're really delving into this this answer. Yeah, really. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Uh, who am I? <laughs> who is your daddy? And what does he do? <laughs> Oh, oh God! What was that for? Oh, uh, what's that? That's kin- kindergarten Troop? cop, there, buddy. That's kindergarten cop. That's what it's Schwarzenegger. He's in front of the kids in kindergarten. He says, "Okay, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I want you to answer them immediately. <laughs> who is your daddy, and what does he do?" Because he's trying to crazy. find the kid who's got the mob dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God! All right, <laughs> we're off the rails. <laughs> Shit, man. What you start asking me, you know, which character I relate to on Sex of the City? <laughs> are you Aiden or are you Mr. Big? <laughs> or are you Steve? I was, you know, I was watching Castaway this week. It was on in the hotel, and and, and Big comes in at the end, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, Big. I, I, I then I just started hating that they called him Big on the show. And, <laughs> then I just I was totally out of that scene. I was just getting annoyed by by this whole just this guy in general, based on big. Uh, yeah. Well, he was annoying. Like even uh, his character was annoying. The way he spoke, the way he talked to people. Yeah. I was like, this isn't very realistic. Like people don't talk. And they were trying to pull, play him off as if he was like this like nineteen forties like playboy in New York City. Right. That's yeah. kind of the vibe yeah. that I got off of him. Yes, yeah, he's fucking Gary Cooper in, in, in 1999. Yeah, like, hey, kiddo, he would say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the fuck talks like that. You know, that that always annoyed me. I, um, 
Wow, Jesus. What is this, a Sex in the City review show? <laughs> the fuck, Jeff? Sorry. You brought this up. My God. Why? Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. What do you want to talk right. about next? Uh, fucking designing women? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you that Delta Burke, though. Yeah, Eddie I'm, Potts. I'm more of an Eddie Potts than a Delta Burke. I'm more. Yeah, I liked. I liked Annie and Pretty in Pink, for oh, sure. Yes, that's Wait, that, That's fucking no. hot. What? Pretty in Pink. Yeah, she was her. Was, oh, that's right. Her friend. and Ducky. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Annie Potts. What yeah. else was she in? Anything? She's a great. So we have, in terms of the old ho bags, we have Samantha. We have Annie Potts. I guess designing women. We got. We got. I thought Delta Burke was the hoe on that show. Oh yeah, you're. I never really watched that show, but I think you're right. Um, there's a you know, we should. That's another conversation. Pick the hoe on the show. <laughs> so it would be like uh, Mona. Mona. <laughs> She's like number one. Blanche Devereaux, of course. Blanche. <laughs> okay. Um, Johnny Cakes, yeah. I got a great question for you. Which, okay. Which golden girl are you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, ooh. <laughs> You're, uh, I guess you're Rose. After the, after tonight, after the past half hour, you're Ro- you're Rose. Who's Rose? Is that Betty White? Yeah. Her character's dumb. No comment, Johnny. You cocksucker. <laughs> Can we move the fuck on? I'm trying. You you just <laughs> said you were dying to ask me that question. Like that was the logical next question. Who? Which golden girl are you? Wasn't it? I, it was, yes, but I, we need to move on. Yeah. I think we're both All right, Now we have like 12 minutes to do right. commendatory. <clears throat> commendatory. Um, opens up in the Bing, and they're they're watching uh, – this brings you back to DVD issues, and they're trying to watch The Godfather <laughs> 3 or you know some special edition. And you get your first FBI warning, which became a staple. You would They would always show that on this show. Yeah. Uh, Pussy's asking Tony, he's like, you know, what's going on with him and Junior? He's like trying to, you know, get some info. And, Same old um, bad acting. Yeah. At one point, um, Syl does his uh, You Broke My Heart, Fredo, and then they cut right to Pussy. I think that's right before he asked T about that. Um, yes. They ask him what his favorite scene, Tony's favorite scene is, and he's like, you know, the Don Cheech scene, and, you know, maybe because I'm going back there. And then um, there's, you know, no disc error, and they're like, hit eject. Um, and Paulie, fi- Paulie uh, beats it with his shoe. Yeah, we find out he was in the Army, Army Signal Corps. Yes. Uh, by the way, this episode is a tour de force of, co- of fucking one-liners. Uh, yeah, there's a, there, are, there are many in this episode, from what I remember. So then we cut to, we, get, we see a, a family getting carjacked, uh, mother, father, two kids, and a dog. Um, they get uh, hijacked, uh, carjacked by some black dudes, and then uh, they're they're yelling, and they re- remember the dog. The dog starts barking, and then the dog gets out. Churchill, and then he runs away. Could that family have been any more fucking cornball? Yeah. I mean, why did they have to depict like the white family that way? I, well, because he screams the n word. You know, right? That's why. So I guess so. Right. You know. Yeah. But and then the great part is, you know, he's like, who else would this be? Right. And then you smash cut to Tony 
looking at the Polaroids yes. of the stolen cars, and you're like, yeah, it's who else yeah, would it's it? Another, it's another Caucasian. Yeah. I'll tell you who else it would be. It'd be the fucking Italian mob boss. It's the mob. In, in the jersey. Um, right. They go to, here's a great, so now uh, Tony does meet Junior at the doctor's office, and uh, <laughs> Junior says, I need help. It hurts like the pit in the pendulum just to wipe my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, except that I think the pit in the pendulum is about torture, right? I think so. I meant to look. I think it's I, about a. It's about a guy who's laying under like one of those things that's like a blade that yeah. doesn't just like yeah. slice across his stomach. <laughs> yeah. I meant to look that up, but I forgot at the end. But oh my God. So just fucking genius. It's fucking genius. Yeah. Um, what an awesome line and delivery. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so, so Tony's taken over the, the, the carjacking business that they send it over to uh, to Europe or to Italy, I guess. And uh, he asks him, you know, how's the old dude over there? And, you know, Junior's like, oh, he's a serious guy and, you know, on and on. And Tony said, we're, we're cousins, right? He's like, ah. <laughs> at this point, it's so watered down. Tonto's a closer cousin to you. <laughs> Tonto. <laughs> you know, I thought it was weird that Junior never went to Italy. That's interesting to me. I guess, what is it? These guys, like, it didn't mean that much to them to go back to the old country. You would think, like, they were less removed from it than, like, a Tony. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably it's probably was still difficult in 50s, 60s. Yeah, maybe it was dangerous. You know, who wants to get on too? that kind of plane? You'd probably take a, have to take a boat or something. That's true. It's not the same as it as it is today or it was in the early 2000s. Yeah. That's right. So now we're at home, uh, Tony's house, and then Meadow is just sticking the knife in, like, talking up Italy and why aren't you taking mom? Oh, the food, Capri, Sorrento. She's fucking killing him. Oh, she is just destroying him. It's all, all perfect, you know, with how the season has gone for her. Um, yes. And then, you know, Carmen's pissed, and then I love this from Tony. Carm, can I help with the roast? <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, pick it up. It's over there. Right. Um, that's about it. That was about it there. He's like, you know, it's business. And, you know, that's that's the ideal. You know, he doesn't even think to take her with him. No. And he could have. Yeah, why not? She would have been happy going and doing her own thing. Of course. She and would have been fine with that. I don't understand. You know, there's been many times throughout this series where Tony has been places or – even it's, or he doesn't go places because, you know, I don't know. Why does the mob boss need to be around during football season? Like, pick up your envelopes I, I in a couple know. weeks. Like, why couldn't you? I, I never, he, he was a little too – Tony was always a little too hands-on, right? I, I guess. I, but what happened? But why is, that it way a, to me. why is it a busy season for the boss, football season? And, why is it busy season? I mean, because I think he's, he's too involved. Turn phones and hand. Yeah, he's too involved. Um, he's giving advice to lay off, you know, lay off here, lay off to Philly. Like he never let Christopher just, you know, deal. I don't know. What is he setting the lines? Is like like Ace Rothstein? No, we know Tony's not Ace, Ace Rothstein. He went on a major losing streak. But go on anyway. Pussy is now in a, is in a party store with Skip. The FBI guy, and um, 
you know, he's just feeding him some bullshit of Christopher's about to get made or, you know, he, you know, he hasn't he hasn't he says that Tony has not seen Junior yet. And again, I don't know why the FBI would not have surveillance of this. Right. Are so, they really that much in the dark uh, on what's going on with pussy? That doesn't make any sense. But um, right. and then Jimmy sees him. And oh is this a real person? Like he's got the Elvis glasses on, obviously the hair, the fucking imitation. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, I didn't. What, I didn't get it. What was the point of this guy? And this guy would they let this guy be a made guy? And he's run. He's running around like this. He he can't be a made guy. Or he's a you know yeah friend. He's of a Bart. friend. Yeah, right. Okay. He's a friend. Um, you know, then he's like, yeah, do I, he, pussy tells him that Skip is from, he's from Dover. Dover. Do I know anyone from Dover? Any made guy? Nah, nah, nah. Like, it was just, I don't know. This guy. I know. It was a weird exchange. Why did this guy have to be an Elvis guy? Why did this have to be such an over the top thing? I know. Yeah. And, and pussy like can't pull it off at all. Like he's so, I, I, you've been undercover. You know, essentially for like years, right? Two years at this point? Yeah. Three years? I mean, bumping into a guy in the store, like you can't play it off without getting all nervous. And and, and this guy's obviously I, Stunad. He's not going to figure out anything. All he, care, unless, all he cares about is Elvis. And and then it Skip at one point says, yeah, it's, oh, it's my daughter's birthday. It's because he's like, oh, pussy, aren't your kids old? He's like, yeah, it's my daughter's birthday. And then he's, right. he's like, no, we're, I'm here for, I'm going to a bachelor party. Now, yeah, that's a great a bachelor one. party because yeah, I know all the bachelor parties I went to. I made sure I, you know, I picked up some streamers and some party hats before, you know, before if, I made it. I got over there. Yeah, the if you're going anywhere other than the liquor store or beer distributor, you, you're wasting time. Bachelor party. Um, so he's freaked out and Skip's trying to calm him down. Now we're at lunch. We got Carmela, we got Rosalie, and we got Angie, Bompensero. And yes. she's like kind of saying, oh, life is good or I forget what she was saying in the beginning. But then so this uh, this Bocelli song comes on that was God damn. It was just fucking, Conte Partiro. Yes. Thank you. It was just everywhere. You never heard the end of this song. Yeah. And uh, this that was a biggie. Here's another great moment. Carmela's like, oh, whatever she said. She's like, yeah, and he's blind. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Angie can't keep it together anymore. Uh, they were t- and they were talking about divorce and 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 Jackie's and you know Rosalie's upset that Jackie's dead. And then they get into the he's blind and Angie starts crying. <laughs> and so Rose, <laughs> I'm sorry, Rose says, "I'm sure he's adjusted." Why are you getting upset? I'm sure he's adjusted to it. <laughs> and she's I love like, Rose. She had some good moments on this show. She's like Jesus Christ, you fucking idiot, <laughs> Rosalie. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, so awesome. That's a per- that is pretty funny. And then you, and then right into the nosy, you know, other's table. She's like nosy. Each a man of God. Each a man of God. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, what a sequence. That's oh. anyway. She's and uh, Angie says she's considered suicide and. And, uh, you know, when Pussy did finally show up after he went AWOL, she's like, she hated hearing come home. She wanted to vomit. He was, you know, she told him she had, she's getting a biopsy. And, and all he did was say whatever. And and he put, he was, he kept going, he went back to putting WD-40 on his pocket knife. 
Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. He's uh, greasing up his pocket knife, his yeah, Swiss I, Army knife. I, I, I don't. Yeah, again, I, I can't make heads or tails of that one. Um, and then she's like, you know, I don't care if this lump comes back benign or not. No matter what, I'm getting a divorce. And then right. the Bocelli swells up. Yes. And now we see the airplane in the air, and they're headed to Italy. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> uh, what part of Italy did they go to again? Oh, I, don't I know. can't believe I can't remember. Are they in it, Napoli or where? where I, I, where's Where's Mount Vesuvius? Oh shit! Hold on. Uh, God damn it! All right, Man, just go on. I'll figure it out. Talk about my two dads for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're in Naples. That's right, because Paul, because Paulie's talking about Naples the whole fucking time. Okay. Uh, Napoli, Napoli. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they're talking about. Tony says again, this is like a machine gun of of, of fucking lines. He's like, the mural that Artie spent on Vesuvius looks like a used Trojan. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's a good one. And uh, Paul, he's like, yeah, this is the real deal here. And then Christopher's like, oh, even the the chicks, even the skanks on the plane are worth a good fuck, <laughs> like. <laughs> and okay christopher has you two so. he has two goals is to get to a topless beach and to see that crater um they head into the into the lobby and furio's there and they're all introducing each other and you know you could tell that the the tony and the guys are not used to the the double cheek kiss oh yeah that's odd to them yeah um but christopher notices that tano has uh He's got the tracks up and down his arms. Yep, he's a drug addict. And this is where we hear uh, the guy in the lobby say "commendatory," and Paulie really, really likes that he, greeting. He likes that. Yes, he takes. To I'm that. like a commander. Yeah, it's important. Uh, there was a quick scene of Carmel, Carmela, uh, Rosalie, and uh, Gabrielle, like just on the phone gossiping about Angie, and then it just quickly went away. Um. Tony's headed to dinner with Paulie. He's like, where's Christopher? And he's late. He's going to buy Ada Gift. Um, and and Tony, Tony had a golf club for the Don. So he's all excited to meet the, you know, the Don Cheech or, you know, the Don Tomasino. Actually, that guy was the same guy who played Don Tomasino in, in, in All the Godfathers. Oh, really? Yeah, that's him. God, he's... I think he's typecast uh, I, at this point. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that that's his role. So uh, there's this guy, Nino, there that's speaking for the Don. And, you know, T's like, why am I talking to this guy? And then there's a little funny back and forth of translations and, you know, what the fuck and, you know, what's going on here. And then then Don Vittorio comes in and it's it's a big thing. And Tony goes over to him. And uh, (laughs) in the middle of this, Tony's talking business. And Paulie's like, T. You try the octopus yet? Like he's just like, what the <laughs> fuck? What are you? I'm, he's a jackass. He really is. So Don Vittorio comes in and he's like, wheelchair boulevard and the George Washington Bridge. So he's <laughs> he's gone. Just calling out just different things yeah, that he remembers he from does. Jersey and New York and being in the states. And I don't know. Is this line number ten already in this show? Paulie says to Tony, when Paulie asked for the macaroni and gravy. No, no Paulie says to Tony, he's like, you give this guy a golf club, I'll probably try to fuck it. 
<laughs> That's a pretty good Jesus one. Christ, this show's hilarious. Um, yeah. Christopher's getting high, uh, uh, heroin on with the other dude. Um, so now, yeah, this is when 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 so t- uh, Paulie's not thrilled with the muscles and and he asked the waiter for macaroni and gravy and yeah. uh, then the other two other two Italian guys were like yeah you thought the Germans were classless, pe- classless pieces of shit classless pieces of shit and they're, yeah. they're like yeah he wants tomato sauce and they're like you know this was a big you know uh, I guess faux pas on his part but I'll tell you what I agree with Paulie in this point um, why I, I, I'm sure I'm sure the, the actual food in, in Italy is great um, it is. You know, you never been there? Ta- no, no. It, um, oh my god! Italian food in general is great, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, I only cared about the the gravy my grandmother made and now Melinda's making. So I don't care if this is close to anybody's. I don't care if it's close to authentic or not authentic or from Sicily or not. That's uh, that's the only gravy I give a shit about. Yeah, I don't, don't want to eat a bunch of fish either. I'm with Paulie here. You know what? That's very provincial attitude. And if you fly all the way overseas to Italy, you should sit there and sample the cuisine of the country that you're visiting. Like you could come home and have your gravy anytime you want. What? But you're over in Italy. I Paulie, know. I, that's fine. Well, can't I, just have yeah, some my shellfish? point is not even that. No, I'm sorry. I would have eaten it. I would have been fine. I wouldn't have. Man. I wouldn't have asked for gravy, but. My, I think my point is I'm hap- I'd be happier I'm happier with my meatballs and gravy than you know okay. I'll enjoy, well, I'll fine. eat the food in Italy and enjoy it but I think it's it's yeah Fuck. like what you get over there isn't the same as what we eat here or what we consider Italian food no like right. I think if you go over and order a chicken parm over in <laughs> over in uh, Napoli the beans uh, he's making for you yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, I don't know. You just you probably look like uh, what do they call it, a metagon. Yeah, you know, you, you, you're not authentic to them. You order a chicken parm, like that's not what they're eating. They're doing a lot of seafood, a lot of shellfish. Yes. Um, is this this looked like a fancy not you know not necessarily a fancy restaurant, but it's some sort of restaurant, right? And then the mm-hmm. you know then then the pizza do is like it's a real mess in there, like. <laughs> Yeah, Europe is kind of weird like that, man. Oh yeah, uh, it, but yeah, there's. I mean, th- look, I went to places that had bathrooms, and it wasn't just a hole in the floor. But t- <laughs> I mean, you run into it's pretty odd. And I remember like a lot of places just smelled. Like I don't think the plumbing situation is you know tip top, and yeah, some of the bathrooms it's like third world conditions. But you know, you stay in a nice hotel, you got a nice bathroom. Yeah. You know, that, that's one of my takeaways from this episode, and maybe it started with the Pauly thing, is, you know, uh, by the end, and I'll just jump fast forward real quick, like, by the end, like, Pauly's, like, you know, so enamored with that he went there. Meanwhile, he was just insulted the whole time. <laughs> like, you know, he thought he was, like, a, you know, like, connecting with somebody, uh, with the place, and it's, you know, uh, you're an American, and as an American, you're better than, than these Italians, and they're all... They're all stuck together on top of each other for thousands of centuries. I mean, yeah, the history of it is cool, but just let it go. Every ethnic group, think, every ethnic group needs to just let it go, including the Italians, like and the Irish, and you're this, you're that. Who fucking cares? 
Right. Who cares? I think it was. I was trying to figure out like what were I'm sure there were multiple like what was the point of all this this episode like I get the point story wise, but I mean you know just this whole theme of what was going on this disconnect between the Italians from America and then these quote unquote authentic Italians, you know in Italy well, and uh, clearly they weren't understanding each other and that was a lot of the problem. Right. You're the the Italians in America are so fucking proud of themselves. You know, and their heritage, but they would just be a fish out of water when they went back there. And, you know, yeah, and, and, you know, and it's like every, you know, every ethnic group is here. Uh, you know, we, it's not just the, the Mexicans and, and the Guatemalans. It's everybody. If your country yeah. was so great, you wouldn't have left it. And I don't care right. if it was your great grandfather. Something was fucking wrong there. So, I'm, you know, I'm glad we're all proud of our fucking heritages. But. Yeah, this let's go back to the old country. Yeah. Like it's not all it's cracked up the beer when no. you think it is. No. It's America. You're an Italian American. Well, I'm not saying you you, but I mean, you know, you are Italian, but I mean, you're an Italian American. You're not an Italian. You're not. No, of course not. No, nobody is. You're an Italian American, right? So, I think this whole, you know, this glorifying of the old country and and you could say it for people you know, Irish or whatever. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, it's I'm saying not everybody. what you think it is. Yeah, and just embrace. You know, you know, let's let's follow up on our on our Betsy Ross. Like, just embrace this place. This is why everyone is here for a reason, because it's the fucking best. Well, I we you know. I feel like I even had to. Like, do we have to even debate this? If your country was so, no, no, no. If there wasn't no, a million people to all shoved together living in houses that are, you know, a thousand years old, and you can't build anything, and there's no roads. You know, it's like not a lot of air conditioning and, yeah. and uh, you can't there, there aren't places that are open 24 uh, seven. Like, say, if I just wanted to go to Wawa to get something right. like I can't do that in, in, in Italy or in Spain. Like, it's I, I don't know. I, they shut down for half the fucking day. Yeah, I, I, I could take a shit in every restaurant I want to in this country. Yeah, you you could eat off of the sink and, in probably most yes. of the restaurants. Um, so. Let's uh, not downplay, you know, the, the, the value of the United States no. over these European countries. We'll get but play play uh oh beautiful uh, America to beautiful during this spot behind. I will, behind yeah, this absolutely. <clears throat> um they so they leave dinner and um as they're all getting in the cars, there's some kid that's lights off some fireworks and then, you know, they knock Don Von Dumblenever to the ground. Um I'm sorry. Right before this, Tony was trying to figure out. All right, so who am I talking to here? I'm not talking to <laughs> Nino's like Annalisa. Two, yeah, like you know, Annalise is the wife of this guy that's in jail for for life, and and he's trying to figure it out. And and as Tony is talking to Furio, here's some Van Patten. Uh, you see Annalise like directly between them in the background. Uh, I thought that was a good shot. Um, yeah. So this fireworks kid, they beat the fuck out of him and his mom and. And then at the end, the kid says, yeah, I wanted to like, I want to join your crew. And then, you know, this keeps getting yelled at. I don't know what the point of that was. I guess because it's just, I don't know. Just, just show how brutal they are because they're like, hey, it's just a kid. He's got firecrackers. And uh, hey, you don't fuck around with these guys. They, they're serious. Yeah, that, yeah maybe that's it. They punched the woman and. and yeah, um, like it's different rules over there. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Tony. Uh, so then uh, Annalise invites Tony to her house to talk business or whatever. Uh, or, or he just should have been there from the beginning. 
he's calling Carm and uh, she's asking about just Chinese food. Yeah, food's okay. And by the way, the first thing you see is Carm is making a big pot of gravy. Uh, right after this is right after Polly too. Uh, right. But she's like, yeah, the food's okay. A lot of fish and uh, and yeah, then they yeah. get in like a little pissing match. He's like, I don't need you to tell me where to go for dinner if I want the majesty of a Chinese dinner or something. <laughs> I think that's a great line when she rattles that one off. What was that? You just you just cut I out. Said, oh shit! No, I said I think that was a great line that she delivered there. Yes. About the Chinese food, I, I love that. It's it makes me laugh every time. The um and then then there's a quick scene of, of here's one of your dream sequences where he, Tony's dressed up like a Roman soldier and he's he's uh, banging Annalise yeah, from behind. A dream sequence that made sense and it was quick <laughs> and I, I get it. <laughs> so no pro, no complaints okay. on that one. Um, pussy for some reason is talking in his sleep, like out and out, like talking to Jimmy and then, uh, Angie just kind of bumps awake. It's like, you're having a nightmare and just wakes him up. And then, um, uh, so yeah, he's a, he's a poor actor even in his sleep. Yeah. You got that right. It was um, terrible. Karma is just sitting around. She's like just depressed about this divorce. And, and, you know, so Janice comes in and she's like, you remember Angie? And she's like, yeah. She's like, oh, she's getting divorced. And she's like, hallelujah. She's like, you know her? She's like, no, just, you know, I, I get the type and why not married to a man like that? Um, Oops. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that this, the three sons, no more of his ilk. And then te- Carmela says, oh, I thought he was like kind of macho. She's like, macho? He's swaggering mama's boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a fucking hypocrite. And, you know, they're all emotional cripper, cripples. And yeah. and she's like, Carm's like, well, is that how you think of Tony? She's like, no, I thought we were talking about Angie. And then it's, but it, yeah. but she keeps on going. And I mean, it's just so obvious. And she's yes. like, and it's tell Carm, like, you're too smart to just be, you know, relegated to this housewife and, and all the gamars and the, the, the prostitutes and everything else. And you have to be a nun and they're doing whatever they want. You know, this old, old G. And um, and Carmela's getting it, like she's hearing it. She knows she's saying it to her, and I mean, not, maybe not directly on purpose. But then Carmela's like, "Hold on, uh, you're dating Richie Ap- <laughs> Richie April. Is he? That's as old OG as you get." And she's like, "No, he <laughs> Richie Richie calls of his prison sentence has a sensitivity towards the plight of women." <laughs> And <laughs> that's where Carm yeah. just loses it. She's like, Janice, have me going. I got to love you. That's bullshit. You know, uh, <laughs> it's so silly. Right. But Richie, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He, what a pig that he is. <laughs> um, you see, now Tony's at the at their nice house, like a really, you know, uh, villa. And he's up on a veranda and he's out. He's overlooking Annalise and she's laying out, getting her. I guess a pedicure or something. Um, her fingernails trimmed. Right. And um, he says to her, you know, a woman boss, that would never happen in the States. And then, good quote from her, our men are in love with their mamas. So, <laughs> so uh, he, maybe some of the stuff was just too on the nose, I guess. Um, uh, it's perfect, really. But, you they know, nailed it. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of moments. She's like, it comes natural for them to follow women. And then Tony says, well, I'll be dipped in shit, which... <laughs> uh, you got me. I don't, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. She's like, "Are you hungry?" He's like, "I could eat. I I could eat." And then you smash cut to her, like a close up of her mouth, just eating like some shrimp or something. Um, 
you got Pauly just soaking it in. He's at a cafe. He's kind of just looking at the people, and there's like a you know like a a pig. David Chase is there. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, come at the tour." And David Chase just looks and doesn't even acknowledge it. And he's like, "Like you weirdo, suckers." He says, and he gets. Well, up it's and- like if you and I were sitting at like a Starbucks, and and there was somebody at a table next to us who just said, "Sir." <laughs> You know, you would be like, what? Uh, it was some crazy, it was some accent want? or something. Yeah, some crazy accent. Right. Um, Tony's walking with her, and they're on the beach, and he's like, you know, Americans are getting soft, or they're rats, and um, you know, he's like, can I talk to your husband? And she's like, my husband's never coming back. You have to deal with me. You have to fucking deal with me. Or she, he has for fury at that point. She got pissed, and then he said, I, I want to talk to your husband. And she's like, he's not coming back. You have to fucking deal with me. And then he's like, up your ass. And leaves. Yeah, that's a good argument. I like. Yeah, that. Uh, Angie's biopsy is negative. She tells Pussy, and he just kind of grunts and leaves. And leaves. Uh, yeah, he's got to go uh, kill uh, Elvis. I mean, this is even douchebag for a mob guy. Like a like a like just. Oh, I know. To treat your wife like that when she's got this like biopsy, like that's got to be the most important thing going on in your house at that moment. Yeah, go through the motions. Uh, God's sakes. Then. Uh, she bore your children, you <laughs> fucking asshole animal. You hear, uh, you hear like a loudspeaker saying that the tour bus for v- Mount Vesuvius is leaving, and you know then Christopher's in like a heroin daze with that dude and like a hooker. Right. What do you call when you're like high on heroin? Is there a word for it? Like that that stupor you're in? Is it? Is I don't any- know. Th- there I- probably is. Um, Pussy goes and sees it's- Jimmy, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And then he comes in, and then he kills him with a hammer. And there's Elvis shit all over the house, and he's still dressed like Elvis in the hair. And there's like blood getting on a broken Colonel Parker picture. I mean, it's just bizarre. I still, I, I don't know. And there's no concerns uh, from this hairy asshole pussy that maybe he dropped like one of his fucking follicles onto the carpet as he was bashing this guy's head in. Yeah, that's the. It's one, real interesting. That is the one thing that that Sepinwall would always talk about with Breaking Bad, where. You know, Sopranos would just kill anybody, and you never, you know, no one even considered how they're cleaning it up. Where Breaking Bad went, gave you the step by step of disposing of bodies, and you know, it was so much better in that way. Where we're just assuming, yeah, couldn't you walk into this crime scene and kind of have it solved in about ten minutes? Right. Like I, I don't know. Like, oh yeah, he was in. Uh, he, well, he was in the party store the other day. Oh, well, all right. Well, let's start checking tape. Like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> eventually they would come across pussy. They would. Um, but you know, yeah, they, they they literally only chased down one murder, the entire series. I guess it was when, uh, well, it's later on this season. Yes. But anyway, um, no, go on. Okay. Um, so then. Uh, Tony Asfury is like, all right, take me to the airport or get me out of here, you know, because they just had that argument. And then Annalise yells up, come on, uh, Tony, come eat. <laughs> and he's like, is that, is that all you do? Uh, the lunch we ate with log would, would jam a wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like they that. do eat a lot uh, over there. Yeah. Um, but smaller meals, though. Right. Pussy comes back and he, he just hands Angie some roses, doesn't say a word. Does he yeah. no expression on his face, and then she just beats him with him. Um, then, uh, so now Annalise is having dinner in like the original, you know, thousand year old house. Next, That's beautiful. Next to the villa she built, and they're having a drink. And then Tony starts like kind of touching her leg, 
And uh, then she just jumps up and leaves. The kid said something, so she just got out of there with that. Um, now we have Carmela. She's with Angie's An- Angie's house, and you know Carmela's still reeling from this divorce. Like, you know, uh, and uh, Angie's like, "No, I, I, I talked to a lawyer, and I have a good chance of getting out of this." And I'm, I'm you know, starting a Tuesday, and Carmela's like, "Oh, good. You can. You're going to spend the extra day thinking about." It. She's like, "No, Monday's a Jewish holiday." <laughs> <laughs> Why is Carmela so invested in this marriage? Is it because it makes her? Is she projecting? Yes. Onto Angie. Yeah, you know. It's, so it's about her. If An- okay. Because if Angie's getting divorced, you know, she should be getting divorced too. Yeah. Um, you know, and Angie's like, yeah, you know, I'm done thinking. I thought myself into non-existence. God gave me a gift with a biopsy, and then Carmela's like, well, the church says. But you can't get divorced, and she's like, "Let the pope, let the pope live." Yeah, let the pope live with them. <laughs> That's great. Then Carm starts like getting into her kids. It's like, oh, one of them needs money, and then, and then you know, she says, "Oh, she can't have kids." Or like it was a whole like she's really fighting hard on this. Yeah, she's um, like, it's all time we fucking grow up, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Angie's right. Paulie's still walking around, and then he then he's in his room, and he's. And he just uh, fucked a whore, and then she's washing her snatch in the sink. Oh, God. It's delightful. I hope he wore something. And uh, he's like, the food is great here. No, stero- no steroids. He's like, how do you say it? She tells him, he's like, uh, who said you're not a great conversationalist, you fucking twat? <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. That's his best moment of this of the episode. It really is. And then he's like, I'm still paying. He's like, sit down with me. And then she's like completely like just – it's not even just like a board hooker. It's like, God, does everyone hate Americans over there? Maybe this is what's our yeah. Getting, getting I think me that, I think that's yeah. I think that's part of the message. Yeah, and they uh, think of us as we're just uh, we're ignorant. And I, I, I'm guessing you just heard Hazel doing her little scratch and shake thing. I did. So Hazel was much more graceful scratching herself than this hooker was when she was scratching her foot oh, in this weird position. God. Just so odd. Yeah, all that dried foot skin falling onto uh, Paulie's bed. Yeah, and then Paulie's excited. They're from the same town his grandfather was from. And yeah, she <laughs> yes. Doesn't fucking care. Uh, Tony and uh, Annalise are in these caves and get premonitions or centuries of rulers or something, something, something. And he's like, all right, what's a premonition for me? She's like, you're easy to read. You're your own worst enemy. And uh, he's like, you remind me of someone right now. She's like, well, it's not your wife, it's not your girlfriend, but it's someone you want to fuck. I can tell. And then he's like, pushes back. He's like, oh, anybody, everybody's their worst enemy. You, you know, what are you gonna, you know, what are you gonna tell me about this? Your, your premonitions are overrated. And she's like, you don't want to fuck this woman, or you don't want to fuck her, or you don't want to fuck me. And then he's like, I don't shit where I eat. Very surprised that Tony uh, held back here. Me too. And then it makes. I mean, me, honestly, I, I guess I guess his overture the night before was because he realized that a deal wasn't going to happen. But uh, you know, she's being very pra- pragmatic about it and realizing, all right, there's a deal to be made here. And we're talking about a guy that had to sleep with Svetlana, <laughs> who had one leg, and he passes up on Annalisa. It it doesn't compute for me. It really doesn't. No. But it's you know it's kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and his his dumpy maid. 
I guess so. Was, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it. It's just it was always interesting yeah. to me because she's, she's probably one of the hotter ones that he ever came across on the show. Right. She's probably I, I, I think I would put her third after uh, Isabella and then uh, what's her friend? Annabella Shore. Oh, uh, OK. Sure. That's fine. I agree with you. You know, she also played uh, uh, Richard Lewis's girlfriend on Kurt. Oh, that's right. That's right. She's the one with the uh, the pants tent. You know, where she accused she accused Larry of uh, looking at her breasts. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, they got into an argument in the movie theater, and that was the episode where Cheryl's friend would touch Larry's arm, and it, and she thought that he got an erection, but he just had like a pants tent. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, because the crotch was like kind of raised when he would sit down. Right. Um, and he's yeah. like, oh yeah, everyone wants to look at your special breasts. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, it was just another run-in um, that he had with somebody's <laughs> girlfriend. So uh, Furio, the deal is Furio and the cars are going down eighty-five grand from ninety. Um, oh, yeah, I think we mentioned this. All the cars are they're carjacking. They send to Italy, and then the Rus- yeah. Russians are fucking shit up with pricing. So uh, okay. the deal is now Furio, and she's like seventy-five per car, and they agree. Um, <laughs> they get back. They're in Newark. Pussy's picking them up and he's trying to feel them out. What's happening? And Paulie's just sitting there, just as as content as can be that he went there and he's like you got to go. And now Tony's just fucking pissed. And then he's you know they're waiting for Tony uh, uh, Christopher, and of course he gets his, ate a gift from the duty free in the airport. The they Fendi really seem and, miserable, uh, but though, don't they? Yeah, they're they look they're looking. It, it, I mean, because you know. They're looking around at North Jersey, and North Jersey is fucking disgusting, especially in the Newark yeah, area. It's not pretty. So yeah, that's a tough come down after after Italy. Um, and then uh, your ending here is uh, he, he's like, I'm home. And he's got his bag of uh, souvenirs, and then you see Carm just hearing him upstairs, and she's just got that that blank look on her face. And then the Bocelli yeah. swells again. Cue the Bocelli, yes. that's right. My God. It was probably a, a song at about 50,000 different weddings over over the course of three years when it was big. Uh, I guarantee you it was a song that was played. Every dinner, every mealtime, you're hearing this. Yes. Conte Partiro. Great song. Beautiful song. Yeah. But we really heard the shit out of that. And I, I, I do hope he's adjusted to his blindness by now. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. Don't 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 worry about it, Angie. Uh, um, so what what's your grade here? Uh, Seppenwall was really commendatory. Yeah, it's an A plus. Oh, it's an A plus. Interesting. Yeah, commendatory is one of my favorite episodes. Any, I love it. It was the fish out of water thing, which I love. I love throwing Tony and Polly. Well, Christopher was just the only thing that annoyed me about the episode was Christopher was off getting high the entire time. You know, as one of my favorite characters, you don't really get too much of him in this episode. So, well, but I get yeah, it. Yeah, that was perfect for <laughs> for his character. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand yeah. it. It makes sense. It's just like you kind of, you know, you're missing a, a great part of the show because of that. That's why the drug, the, the 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 drug addiction was so annoying to me. But we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, excellent episode. I mean, I I love. Uh, Tony negotiating with the Italians. I like the contrast between the Americans and the Italians and the culture clash. I just thought, I thought it was amazing. And so many funny moments with Paulie trying to make some sort of connection with these people. 
and just like failing at every turn. Right. I I just loved it. And still just in love with the whole place. Yeah. Did it seem like he was maybe souring to it towards the end? Well, or you I think that he was. His connection was his was his whore was from the same town his grandfather was, and that made it all right. Yeah, I mean, I think he was at that point. I think he was starting to get sick of it. Now he did still try to say hello to that guy on the bridge, the old guy. Yeah, and he says come in the Tory, and that's where the guy <laughs> says, Are "You with NATO?" <laughs> Does he say something about Are you going to fix our lights or you cut our ski our, lift? Our there was like a yeah, our ski lift. something happened with the ski lift back then or something. You cut our ski lift cable. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, it's an A plus for me. I, I really loved it. I thought the writing was great. What did, um, first, what's your grade? And then what did, uh, Steppenwall say? All right. So I'm trying not to give everything an A. Mm -hmm. and, and so I, I want to give this a B plus. Only oh, wow. Only because some of it is some of the, it's, it's so ham handed. Some of this stuff here, it was just well, like, they always were. And it's a, it's a, it's a bludgeoning for the for the Gavone that's watching this show and doesn't understand anything but, you know, someone getting beat up. Um, yeah. And I, I and, and, and yeah, I, I'm probably, Seppenwald, like, basically destroyed this episode. So, hmm. uh, you know, I, that could be coloring my opinion. Like, now I'm like, I'm, I'm on my heels a little bit. I mean, I was probably, I was going to give this an A, and now I'm just going to, as, as I'm talking it through, I'm, I'm going to go B+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, that, this is always one of my favorites. But I do but love it. I, I, mean, I can respect it. It's a favor for me, but if we're really delving, then you know, I I think that's why I gotta just lower it a bit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I liked uh, I liked the stuff that was going on with Angie bumping Sarah and Carm. Um, I didn't really like any of the pussy stuff, um, but I did enjoy everything that was going on with Tony and Polly in Italy. And look, they negotiate for Furio out of this, and Furio becomes one of my favorites in this season. Especially as when he gets his first assignment in the States. Hello? You know, you didn't have to say you don't like any of the pussy stuff after your Sex and City comments. Oh, stop it. Come on now. <laughs> That's you, what, How can you? That's such a misogynist thing to say, by the way. <laughs> you're, such a, you're such a pig, Jeff. I know. You would be the Samantha in a, in our group. No, come on, I'm I'm Charlotte. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm so cute. Oh god, jeez, you do have that opinion of yourself. Um, <laughs> okay, so wow, we we wrapped that up. I want to say in about forty minutes. Not bad. Wow, nice. I mean, we did it. Not the episode. The episode, well, no, the episode has been an hour and a half. <laughs> um, but we wrapped up commendatory in about thirty forty minutes. That's good. So kind of impressed yeah we're really and we really getting into a groove it. well sort of we were all over the fucking map this episode but i think it was uh i like where we went i like i like some of the tv talk we got to do more you know, of that next it's week. it's all star it's all star week you know nothing's happening it's oh it's so slow i mean we could talk we want to talk about women's soccer <laughs> no not at all Are you i mean sure? congratulations <laughs> congratulations Yes, because uh, uh, Zach Ertz's wife, I support her. Because Garden State of Mine won won a bunch of money on on the women's team the last oh, that's good. the last three games. Uh, is it going to be reinvested into the show? <laughs> Could be. 
pay for some fucking studio time <laughs> so I could get off my sofa <laughs> out of my daughter's room. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm kidding. Please uh, spend your winnings on, uh, on on your bride, your lovely bride at home. Uh, take her out to a nice for a nice bite to eat. Thanks. Where you guys go? Olive Garden or uh, R- Red Lobster? Yeah, what, uh, what would be both. a night out? <laughs> we'll eat two dinners right in a row. So Friday night is uh, l- let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. So Friday night is Red Lobster with the Gumar, and then Saturday <laughs> is Olive Garden with your wife. Is that it? Yeah, you know you're close. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really say anything without my lawyer present. <laughs> oh well, it's it's been a real pleasure this week. It really has. Now, hasn't it? I, our, I, I would say you know so. our podcast is the endless breadsticks. Of the podcast world. And Uncle Joe loves the breadsticks. So. Who? <laughs> it's from an Olive Garden commercial, you dumbass. Oh. <laughs> well, you don't remember? And Uncle Joe, he loves the breadsticks. Oh. That was always like a famous line from the commercials. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you killed me. I'm going to cut that out now. Sorry. Sorry. Of a joke. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's okay. You know, um, our, cousin, our cousin loves Olive Garden. Right? Oh, I know he does. He does. God, yes. what a dope. What's wrong with him? I, I don't know. He loves the Olive Garden. You would think, I mean, especially with your aunt, she's a phenomenal cook. And you this, know, why, why would he ever be considering right. Olive Garden? And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you have to really, you got to, like, it's got to be a special situation for me to eat gravy out in the world. I just don't do it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go, I'll, if I have to go to Olive Garden or an Italian restaurant, I'll do Alfredo if I must. I'm gonna invite you no over ever... for some gravy. I'll pop a jar next uh, next weekend. We'll invite you over. Ah, ragu, nice. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do not use ragu. Francesco Rinaldi, what's your what's your? Uh, no, no. I, it's funny. I um, because yeah, I very rarely will make you know gravy from scratch. Uh, but I will uh, usually. I'll buy this sauce. Uh, it's Victoria. It's called. It's delicious. Huh. Delicious sauce. It's a little bit more on the expensive side. I will say. Commendatory. It's worth. It's worth commendatory. <laughs> hey, can I get a little, some macaroni and sauce? Uh, he said gravy, but he did say gravy. That's a, We have to finish that debate pretty soon. Maybe that'll be for our fifty-first episode. We'll finish the gravy versus sauce debate. I don't know. We have a big extravaganza planned. Uh, that 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 deserves its own episode. Gravy versus you know, sauce. Maybe on the one hundredth or one hundred and first. We will solve that that problem. Okay. Good idea. I think that's a plan. Yeah. Right. It'll be right in the middle of um, Super Bowl week. You you would think it wasn't two in the fucking morning the way we're rattling on like a bunch of fucking <laughs> yentas here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm literally coming off of three hours of sleep last night. <laughs> and I had like five, so I can't complain, <laughs> but early flight and then I was Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah, Yeah, and then you were out tonight. Hayden had a game, right? Hayden had a game. Havertown. Jesus, Havertown. You're over in Delco. Yo, I went to Charlie. You ever been to Charlie's? Charlie's. I'm sure that I have. All of our out-of-town listeners, when you come into Philly, you got to go to Charlie's Hamburgers. It's the best hamburgers around. And it's actually. I think so I have you, been to Charlie's. Yeah, they actually moved the building. God damn, that's good. They're so good. 
They're just perfect little okay. burgers. There Good you go. call by you. Thanks. All of our out-of-state li- I know we got some listeners in Mountain View. Shout out to Mountain View, California. Yeah. I know we got some listeners out there. Charlie's is worth the trip when you fly fly into Philly. Then do your- That's an expensive trip nah. for a burger. No, it's worth it. I mean, fucking go to go down to L- hit L.A., go to In-N-Out Burger, right? I know. It's, 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 it's just as good as In-N-Out. And that's better than In-N-Out, actually. And I love In-N-Out. In-N-Out's a good burger. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, your 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 advice might be might not be sound. Hmm. A flight across country. Why not? What's the difference? A cheeseburger. Southwest. It's like two hundred. Uh, if you're gonna tell me a cheese steak, maybe or like a, a pulled yeah, pork. You come and get cheese steaks. Oh my god! I was in Canada this week. My customer and he was in Philly, and he was, you know, I was telling him places to go, and then he's like. It, you know, he, he's in the states quite a bit. He's like his. It turns out his famous, his favorite cheesesteak is at at Charlie's, that chain restaurant. I'm like, are you? You know what? Uh, what is he joking? No, he wasn't. I'm has like, he ever been downtown? Yeah, yes. I sent him all around downtown. Like Jim's. Jim's. Uh, Jim's, Jim's is, is the first. Uh, I mean, that's my favorite steak. That's the first place I sent him was Jim's. There you go. That's a good man. And uh, but you know, he's Canadian. They're so funny. Like right. It, you know, just. Yeah, chop up some uh, some beef and throw it on like a hamburger bun. He'll probably love it. And uh, a little note to all our our socialist friends in the states who 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 want can't wait to to make this country socialist. Um, the Canadian tax rate is forty five percent. Forty five percent. Five percent. He's like basically, I work Monday, Tuesday, and half a Wednesday for free. <laughs> Oh and when I go to and when he goes to a doctor, it's a four-hour wait. Oh, yeah, of course it is. So that must be fun. Yeah, must be a real good time. <laughs> What's his house like? I don't know. I mean, he owns he owns the business, so I'm sure he's okay. Ah, but, well, he's fine. But um, you know, people never people never think anything through. Well, no, of course they don't. But you know, that shouldn't come as a shock. To no, you. it's not. It's not. But. It's just interesting. You 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 hear when when it, when when the you know Bernie Sanders wants us to be like Sweden or something. I mean, Sweden is what the size of fucking Delaware. I mean, they 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 probably can figure socialism out, but uh, they could. Yeah, we're it's a little different situation here. All right, I, this is really I, heavy. This is really heavy for an hour and forty minutes into the episode. I gotta say, and and don't... if it were two in the afternoon. I'd be all in for this for this talk you're about to embark I'm not on. A, I'm not embarking. I'm just just don't forget. It's sorry. This is the best country ever. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, where else could you watch Sex in the City, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, of course. You know, you could get all these shows on on Netflix on demand. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> don't worry. I'll I'll cut that in. Thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll clip it in. You don't have to. You don't have to. I want to finish it. All right. No, that's good. It's all good. Listen, we've done it. It's been a pleasure. Episode forty-nine. That's right. Everyone, get excited out there. There's a there's a celebration coming in about uh, I want to say two weeks. Maybe three. So, yeah, maybe three, maybe three. And and yeah, next week, uh, since I'm on vacation, uh, we're gonna I'll put something up there, you know, for people to listen to. Maybe I'll pull something out of the vault, older episode. Best stuff. We're in reruns. We're in rerun territory now. I mean, Jesus, 49 episodes. 
Yeah. You know, there's there's a there's a couple back there in the in the in the annals of uh, Garden State of Mind. There are. God, do we do we dare put out episode one? I'm gonna pop open the can, throw one of the old reels up, and uh, we'll, we'll see what people think. <laughs> episode one, I don't know. Oh. I don't even know if I have that one. I actually, I think I found it. It's huh. it's really I I'm almost embarrassed to put it out there. Hmm. We well, were very uh, we were very raw. Yeah, we'll 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 we, think about that one. Not as polished as we are. No, today. no. Mind you. Yeah, we're a thousand hours. The chemist the chemistry was always there. Of course, of course. The love never um, never died. No, not at all. It's gotten stronger, if anything. Indeed. Um. Okay. That's I, it. I'm about to start my vacation. <laughs> I'll, I'll get this up live tomorrow. <laughs> You're the only thing standing between me and complete relaxation. <laughs> All right, let, let me <laughs> let me get out of your way then. <laughs> uh, don't stand in the way of Carrie Bradshaw when she's she's ready to leave for vacation. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> and right, are you going to type in some pithy sentence about the whole podcast as you, into your computer, right, into your laptop? Well, I- as we're going to bed, I will be saying yeah. things in my mind, you know, <laughs> thinking over the day. And then I'm going to what, – what's going to happen is I'm going to tiptoe out of bed in the middle of the night, open up my laptop and sit at the desk and, you know, with the little light on, I'm going to type up a, a little article for, for I'm you. I'm a freelance writer for some magazine and I'm living like in a brownstone in New York. Oh, my yeah. God. I know the most beautiful <laughs> neighborhood in the entire city. Right. I, I have $500 heels, different pair every day. You know, giving sex advice, giving sex advice and like, you know, you know, my lifestyle is is probably cost me ten thousand dollars a day. But. Well, yeah, the shoes and the dresses alone. Yeah. And the limos everywhere and drinking fucking cosmic twenty dollar cosmopolitans uh, everywhere you go. Right. All the parties, endless parties. And yeah, The, the, the friends apartment was more realistic. Yes, the friend's apartment. Oh, my God. That was not realistic either. That apartment was amazing. Where in Manhattan is that apartment? Johnny. And you have a terrace? Yeah, a terrace. And, like, bay windows? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Jesus. What? Where was that? What part of the city? Did they ever say where they were from in Friends? Like, where they were at in the city? Was it, like, up? They had to be uptown somewhere. I I don't know. I don't care. Come on, no! Nah, I need you to Google that right are, now. I'm at joking. At this point, at this I point, I don't think you shifts. want to start your vacation. I know it's like I'm prolonging it. I, listen, I'm putting it off. I'll be here. I'll be here. Right. I'll be right here waiting for you in a week. Okay. <laughs> That's a Richard Mark song. Yeah, exactly. quote, of course quote, it was. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry, Johnny. Oh, and don't man, you... if only I had the copyright. If I had the the <laughs> license to play that song on this episode. And don't you know? I'd slap it right in here. You're. I won't stop until you're satisfied. Oh, that's – I don't know what that's from. What is that? That's another Richard Mark song. Come on. Oh, okay. Don't you know? I won't stop. Uh, uh, <laughs> all I know is I'll be right here waiting for you. Uh, hold on to the nights. Yes. Hold on to the memories, oh right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, endless summer nights. And there was – oh, endless summer one. nights. That's a beauty. And there was something <laughs> There was something about Hollywood. Sh- Should have known better. Should have known better. Wasn't that a Richard Mark song? Oh, yeah. Is that him? Fall in love with you. Yeah. yeah I'm positive that's him. 
Yeah. I, that's four songs I just rattled off. There, and there's a Hollywood song. There's something about Is there? Yeah, about like don't fall in for don't, you know, don't get fucked over by Hollywood. Oh, uh, he was telling like a cautionary tale? Yeah, yeah, there was something like, you know, watch out for age. There was definitely a song. Oh Christ. Hold on. Let's just find it. Uh, I mean, God, imagine the shit he had to do to get famous in Hollywood. <laughs> All he had to grow was that beautiful mullet. <laughs> I don't I don't know uh what what are some oh there's a I'm not even gonna get into it. So what does he got? This I promise you Oh he Oh my god, you forgot oh my god. you forgot right here waiting. No, I oh, said you wherever you go, whatever you do, yeah. I will be right here waiting for you. I think that was the one that you quoted first. Oh it was. Oh that's um, right. Sorry. Oh he he had a murder ballad called Hazard. Um <laughs> Should have known better. Oh, don't mean nothing. I remember yes, that. Yes, that's what that's. And it don't mean nothing. The words that they say. Yeah, that that's was about I mean. as as hard, hard, heavy rock as Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> that was like, that was like a hardcore Richard Mark song. Don't mean nothing. Yes, don't mean nothing. The games that people play. Yeah. Yes. That was really yeah. I, I definitely took those words to heart. But endless summer nights. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. That's good stuff. I might listen to that on the way down the shore tomorrow. You should. I'll see how long Olivia and Maureen allow me to play that. Well, maybe. <laughs> I wonder how many seconds will it be on before they flip it off. Maybe you go you go to Memories and ask to request it with the Geeter, and you could dance with Maureen and get a little boner like when you were in seventh grade. Hey, there's nothing little school. about my boner. There's nothing little about my boner, buddy. Come on now. All right. Yeah. Um. Uh, this is, uh, I guess we have to end well, it here. Right? End it? We're, we're just going. We we're going on and on. I ended with a boner joke, and we're talking about Richard Marx. Yeah, a boner joke that no one believes. <laughs> right. Well, I'm gonna post evidence. I'll post links to a uh, uh, now- to, to to my Anthony Weiner like um, <laughs> hidden internet profile. <laughs> you know, I just post his picture. Put it on Instagram with the, with the oh, episode. God. Could you imagine doing something like that? All right. What a disgrace. <laughs> I had to say goodbye. Oh, all I'm right. I'm cutting you off. You got to take a piss. I bet you got to take a piss. All right. Uh, listen, uh, thank you very much uh, for, for your participation this week, Jeff. Episode 49. Uh, it's been great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, Jeff, please uh, sign us off here. Johnny Cakes, do me a favor. Please put a smile on your face. Leave it.